Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me as always, we have a man who knows your email password. Here is the captain. And you should be ashamed of yourself. You made it so easy. It's good to be seen. Good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Today, we still have some of this fantastic beer called 14 Carat. 14 Carat is a 14th anniversary IPA brewed by the brew team over at Sun King. It's hoppy, bitter, malty, and smoothed out nicely for a classic hoppy beer taste. Garage grade four out of five bottle caps. And let's give some cheers and thank yous to our friends for filling up the fridge this week for us here in the garage. A big We Like Your Jib goes out to Dan from Shippingsburg, Pennsylvania. And last but certainly not least, Captain, we have Katie and Maddox from Aurora. Everyone we just mentioned went to truecrimegarage.com and donated to this week's beer fund. And for that, we thank you. Yeah, B-W-E-R-U-N, beer run. If you'd like to meet us in person, and why wouldn't you? Because we smell delicious. We'll be at CrimeCon Nashville this year, and our promo code is TCG for 10% off. We'll also be at CrimeCon UK, same promo code TCG for 10% off. Join us, smell our musk, and that's enough of the business. All right, everybody, gather around, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime. A mother's hope to find her missing pregnant daughter. I would love to see her with her child because she is such a mothering person. Chicago police released new surveillance video of Kiara Coles from 2018. The last moments she was seen running errands, also with a person of interest. The CPD video includes a plea from Coles' mother directly. You could be the one to help bring Kiara home. While initial surveillance video released by CPD was not Coles, Investigators and Cole's family hope everyone will stop to check out these new images to try and close this cold case. If you know something, say something. You know, this is going on too long. And, you know, I just hope anybody out there that knows anything have a heart and finally call in. This afternoon, community organizers prepare for the fifth annual march, We Walk for Her, at 5 o'clock at 35th and King. 
The purpose? To bring attention to all the unsolved cases of missing women and girls of color. What's most important is that every case, Kiara Cole's case and every cold case, gets the necessary attention that it deserves in black and brown communities. Coles was a letter carrier. She would be the mother of a young child now. I can't let her down. I got to do all that I can to bring her and her child home safe. Cole's mother says the painful void remains for their family, but hopes someone with information will ease their suffering. In April of 2019, ABC News talked to Karen Phillips, Kiara's mom. Phillips said she tries to remain positive as her suspicions run high toward her daughter's boyfriend, saying, quote, I've never pointed fingers at him in the beginning, but all of this time has passed. So by this point, Captain, we're talking six months after her daughter has disappeared. She's saying, I haven't heard anything from this guy since the day the police went to do the wellness check. I haven't seen him around town, haven't talked to him, nothing. Yeah, pretty shady. And so she's saying, given that six months has gone by, he must have had something to do with it. NBC5 Investigates reported that there was no criminal history in Josh's past that they were able to uncover. The chief communications officer at the Chicago Police Department told ABC News that Josh remained a person of interest, given that he may have been one of the last individuals to see her, meaning Kiera. CPD told NBC's Dateline that there was no proof of life for Kiara. We have a pretty good idea of what transpired, they said. Now it's a matter of finding evidence. There is a minimum of two or three people of interest who were the last to see Kiara before she disappeared. We've narrowed down our group here to a personal associate of hers, a friend who was one of the last people to see her. So that's a little insight into their investigation and who they think are persons of interest. But then there's this. Josh and his other baby mama and their kids, like you talked about briefly yesterday, Captain, they move out of state. Now, it's unclear when they moved away, but several articles say it was, quote, soon. But what we do know is she goes missing in October of 2018. We do know that they moved out of Illinois before the end of the year, before the end of 2018. So that's not a lot of time between disappearing and the end of the year. Again, we don't know the exact date. From everything that we've looked at, it looks like police have not been in contact with Josh after he left Illinois. In January of 2019, we have Kiara's family and several postal worker friends that held a very public vigil slash press conference for their missing loved one. This was led by community activists and her relatives, all pleading for information in the case and also reminding the public that there was a $28,000 reward for information in this case. That reward included $25,000 from the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, $2,500 from the Chicago branch of the National Association for Letter Carriers. So they're banding together, hoping to find one of their own. Some of the relatives called out Josh Simmons by name, at this event, demanding that he speak with police since he had refused to do so since very early on in the investigation. They all loudly demanded, clear your name. In fact, Karen said that Josh had never been officially questioned in her opinion. She meant beyond this initial interview. The crowd cheered when people questioned why, if Josh hadn't done anything, that he was afraid to talk to the police. Kiara's dad gave an impassioned speech pointing out that Josh's missing in action status is questionable and should be questioned. And he was begging the public for tips and for leads. Well, just to be clear, I have no problem with Josh getting a lawyer, but again, (laughs) this is your girlfriend of six years. She's carrying your child. You would think you would want to give them as much information as possible. Well, and then another sad date will be the due date. April 23rd, yeah, 
was the due date and it came and went and no new news. In May of 2019, the family announced that the reward for information leading to Kiara's whereabouts had increased to $46,000. This was after a rather large donation from a local businessman. And unfortunately, no one has ever come to collect that money. We've not found Kiara. In July of 2022, there was more bad news. Uh, Kiara wasn't found, as we stated, but the CPD announced that they were... This is one of the issues that I have with this case. They announced that they were, quote, suspending the investigation. So the case... Classified as suspended, meaning that the case cannot proceed further at this time. Right. That can happen for a variety of reasons, from my understanding, including detectives exhausting all leads. My understanding, Captain, is that this is not a permanent status and can be changed if more information becomes available to police. But, of course, her family is horrified to learn that the police were essentially abandoning the case, the investigation. Karen told ABC News that she feels the police just put it, meaning the case, to the side because they were frustrated with it. It's already frustrating that it's going to be two years, she said, and for you all, meaning the Chicago Police Department, to say you all don't have enough to go on, it's really disappointing. I mean, if if you've not spoke to your person of interest who moved out of state since he moved... Yeah, which is ridiculous. It seems to me like kind of a lazy job if you're going to go well we're suspending the case because we're 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 lacking information pick up a phone and call this guy yeah fly down there and try to interview him yeah see if he will talk times change people change maybe he will talk maybe he's tired of the fingers being pointed at him and we're in his direction and he's willing to open up not that it really matters much but i would like to know if he transferred to another USPS job because that'd make it less suspicious of why he would transfer. But because like we said before, he he had a good position at the USPS in Chicago. Police have stated they countered after the announcement of the investigation being suspended, that they continue to work jointly with the U S postal inspection service and the FBI and that the case remained a high-risk missing persons investigation with foul play suspected. So it's a little talking out of both sides of your mouth, I guess, in this situation. It, it, it To say this one thing, then also almost in the same breath say that the case has been suspended doesn't seem... It doesn't seem to be on point here. Now well, it, it also seems like law enforcement went from being very uh, connected to the family and giving them information. And again, privied information. Hey, well, you're telling us this isn't your daughter. We know it's not your daughter. Don't tell people. We're on the same team. They kind of go from that to not really having much communication with Karen at all. Well, and th- here's the thing, too. The, and this became an issue. So in 2021, remember the Gabby Petito case? This becomes nationwide news. Everybody's kind of following this Gabby case. Karen is upset at the juxtaposition with the coverage received by her daughter's case. She's saying, look, my daughter's case made national headlines for a day, maybe two, and that was it. Gabby's case was a headline news for weeks. And Karen's friend, this is community activist George Ivey, said in a September 21st press conference, quote, I want you all to treat Kiara Cole's case like it was Gabby's, end quote. Karen said that they will cover a black person's case, but you might see it one time. With a white woman, you might see it all that week or even every week. The family wasn't just disappointed in the lack of media coverage. They were mad at CPD and the U.S. Postal Inspection Service which they felt continued to under-prioritize this case. Her father, Joseph Coles, told Chicago Sun-Times in 2021 that he had heard the investigators had their eye on someone, but he hadn't received any updates as of late. 
He, too, expressed frustration with the police and their failure to focus on missing black women and children. Because Josh hasn't been super cooperative and and we don't really have a great idea of her movements on October 2nd, other than that she went to the store and talked to her mother about that. But that's all going to change in June of 2022. Yeah, this is when a whole bunch of new information comes out. And it seems a little strange to me that that they were holding on to this so tightly and secretively for so long. So in June of 2022, the Chicago Police Department decided that they were going to release some new, real, some real information here, right? right. So they issued a eight-minute-long video with an update on the case. This was video footage. It contained some video footage from across the street from Kiera's apartment on Tuesday evening, October 2nd, sometime when it was still light outside. It showed Kiera parking her car outside her building and walking into her apartment. This is lugging groceries bags. So this is returning. Our best guess would be returning from that trip to the grocery store that we've talked about. And then what we have, too, on the video footage is a man referred to by detectives as a person of interest subsequently arrives and also enters the apartment. Sometime later, now it's dark outside, Kiara and the man slash person of interest walked out of the apartment. They got into Kiara's car with Kiara driving and they drove off. Minutes later, at 10.43 p.m., Kiara was seen on surveillance footage from inside a 24-hour Walgreens located at 8628 South Cottage Grove. She walks in. She goes straight to one of those standalone ATM machines. Yeah. She made two withdrawals, and then she leaves the Walgreens. She makes two withdrawals, but don't we believe that the total was roughly around $400? Yeah, we don't have to go roughly or believe. We know by police statements that that she withdrawed a total of $400 from her bank account. So right, that's because at some verified point- by police. And what's wild about this too, Captain, it seems like a very it, it seems I don't want to say planned out is not is not the right word here, but she's she's in that Walgreens for less than 3 minutes right. in and out. So her movements and her chore, her task is is well known to her before going into those doors. She doesn't shop or do anything else while she's there. She just simply goes to the ATM. Now, of course, police are they want to know from her the people that knew her best, what do you make of this? And to which Karen is saying, look, this is incredibly and extremely out of character for my daughter. She was very conservative with her money and she didn't have an answer as to why her daughter would simply walk in and get $400 cash. If you're in law enforcement, the first question is who's this cash for? Is it for her or is it for somebody else? There's another news article out there by CBS Chicago that reported that Chicago detectives told the family that the couple went to an ATM nearby where the video captured Kiara taking out 400 from her bank account and handing it over to her boyfriend. Okay. So this is interesting to me because what we're hearing here in this report, in this statement, if this is true, police for some reason seem to have reason to believe that after they went to the ATM, that Kiara gave the money to who they are referring to in this story as her boyfriend. Right. So that goes to what you were saying there, Captain. Uh, she goes to this ATM. Mom has no clue why her daughter would take out $400 cash. And police, according to this reporter, saying she gave it to Josh. Old red flag. So now there's more information here. Less than an hour later, this is before 11.45 p.m., Kiara's car was again captured on video from another area of the city. The car drove up, parked in a male person, not not a male carrier. (laughs) Right, right. Not a U.S. Postal Service. A a man, 
A man, a man yeah. climbed out of the passenger seat and closed the door and walked away. And what the what the footage does not show us. So it shows us this man getting out of the car passenger side. It does not show anybody else ever getting out of that vehicle. And how weird is that? Exactly. How weird is that? So what I'm guessing is this man drove the car, parked it, scooted on to the passenger side, and then left that way. Yeah. That's that's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing he didn't drive the vehicle with his mind. Yeah, there was no ghost rider. I'm the only one that can do that. But but there's <laughs> but there's but there's more evidence of where that car goes. Yeah, so daytime video surveillance from Kiara's neighborhood. It's unclear what time of day. It shows a person of interest driving up to Kiara's block in her car in her car. The man parked the car, got out, walked into the apartment building, into Kiara's apartment, and soon exited after and seen carrying some unidentified items right. out of the place. He then climbs into what is described as his vehicle, which had been parked nearby on the block overnight and drives off. So in the eight minute video, it shows some still shots of the interior of Kiara's apartment and two shots of the interior of her car with what could be tiny drops of blood splashed on the inside of the vehicle. This is what, what people have said that they think they're seeing when they see the pictures of the interior of her vehicle. Yeah, there's red drops, but that's not confirmed by police. So for four years, everyone believed that Kiara was alive and last seen wearing a postal uniform on that Wednesday, October 3rd. That's right? a big misstep by law enforcement. So we now learn that that's absolutely incorrect. She was actually last seen at an ATM the night before dressed in a dark jacket or hoodie, leggings, knee-high socks, and sneakers, and a hat. So the Giving new t- money to her boyfriend. The new timeline putting her missing at about 10.45 p.m. Tuesday and no one really alerting to her being missing until Thursday meant that someone had plenty of time to dispose of Kiara and dispose and hide. And we, we say it every week, hide, bury, burn, conceal evidence. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL Learning. Kids can learn 
at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. It takes you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. You'll step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Use your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery danger, and romance, and customize your very own luxurious estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. Collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. And you can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. All right, we are back. Cheers, mates. Cheers to you, Colonel. Onward and Upward. Cheers to you, Captain. Power to the people. Cheers to the people in the back. Well, and a quick reminder, we will be at CrimeCon in Nashville. And if you want to see us, make God sure, willing. Make sure you use our promo code TCG. We'll also be at CrimeCon UK. Same promo code TCG. Join us in Nashville or in the UK. Nay, join us in both Nashville and and the UK. Yay. In 2022, Chicago Police Department homicide detective Will Savlar, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Will Savlar. Savlar. Oh, spoke Savlar. with NBC5 Investigates. He told the investigative news team that he believes Kiara was not alive for long after the handoff of the $400 cash. So this is hearing it 
right from the mouth of a detective. Right from that, the horse's that, mouth. That there, how dare you speak of Detective Will Savlar? Maybe that's an upgrade. Who knows? Uh, uh, handoff of the four hundred dollars cash. So they seem to have reason to believe that she gets this money from the ATM, hands it off to the person of interest. He specified that the person of interest is not a stranger in this talk with NBC five. He said that this person of interest has regular access to the apartment, but the fact that he came back to the residence after Kiera was last seen was significant. And the good detective goes on to say in the totality of what happened the night before, that's a big deal. End quote. Note that CPD refers to this person only simply as a person of interest repeatedly and never uses this person's name. They have never confirmed that Josh is or was the person of interest seen on the video with Kiera heading out on Tuesday night and then parking her car on Wednesday alone. Right. But everyone knows that it was Josh that they are referring to. Remember that a couple of years earlier, police had said that they had two or three people of interest and a good idea of what may have happened to Kiera. But two, hold on two or second. three people, Captain. So but Josh and who? But I just want to point out that it seems like law enforcement is like, well, we have video footage of Kiera going into her apartment. And then who follows behind her? Josh. And then they leave and they take Kiera's car. And who does she leave with? Josh. But then when they start talking about these other movements, they never confirm that it's Josh. It's it's very strange. Well, and, you know, this is something that we should have talked in great detail with Williams about. But again, it's this is a whole different state. We're in Ohio, so I don't know that it that it's the same everywhere. But right. you would think the United Postal Service is a pretty uniform outfit. So you would think what whatever goes on here probably is going on in other states. But the reason why I'm really honing in on this police statement that where they say time and time again, we've narrowed it down to two or three people of persons of interest. So we, everybody, John Q public out there and, and John Q garage out there, they all believe that they're seeing Josh Simmons on that footage that was finally put out by police. So if they're saying we've narrowed it down to two or three people, so it's Josh and who, Right. Do, do they have reason to believe that he had an accomplice? And the reason why I'm kind of circling around this little detail, like a like some kind of hungry vulture, vulture here, yeah. is that if if you have to not only punch in codes and whatnot when you're calling off, but also give some kind of voice, uh-huh. well, we do know, we have reason to believe there's information out there that says, suggests that the other woman involved in this love triangle, Kiera, who note this is weird too, was also pregnant at the time, but there's information out there that tells us that she worked for the postal service as well. Right. So is she the one that calls off for our missing person? It, it does she punch in the codes and have to give voice a woman's voice and call off for her? Well, it makes a lot of sense. And, and guess who's missing Josh. MIA. And Kiara. He's like, you got a missing persons investigation on my uh, long-term girlfriend? He gave him the old smell you later and went down to Louisiana. Yes. Smell you later, losers. So in March of 2023, finally, we're, we're in this year, Captain, current year, Kiara's family announced yet another increase in the reward. The, Somebody out there, if they know something, speak up because you stand to make a whole lot of money here. This is $63,000 that they announced. Or just do the right thing. Be a good person. Donate the money to charity. If you had any reason to be quiet before, $63,000 might make up for those reasons. So they they held another birthday party for their their missing daughter, this in September of 2023, and they stated, quote, as the years go on, it gets harder and harder. Definitely with the police not doing what they're supposed to do, it makes it even harder, Karen told CBS News. We should note here, Captain, that a NamUs profile, the website NamUs, if you go there, there is a NamUs profile that was created for our missing person, Kiera, 
this was created in 2019. Right. And on that profile, it states that she has a tattoo of a heart on her right wrist, a jaguar on her shoulder, and a tattoo reading Lucky Libra on her back. So some identifying marks there. I think it's pronounced jaguar. She would be 31 years old today. So very sad here, very young woman here with her whole life ahead of her. And she had everything in place. She had worked hard to put everything in place to have a successful life. And not only would she be 31 years old today, her baby would be four years old. Yeah. Well, and like Karen says, it's it's frustrating. I couldn't imagine being the mother of a victim and it just not getting the traction and we've seen this for years. I mean, the cases we covered, but sometimes it's just because there's not enough information or there's not a fascinating twist or turn, or we don't have any video footage. This case has all those. This case should have been talked about more, but sometimes it's only five years old. Yeah. But again, sometimes a, a bigger, more, juicy story the, the the sexier story comes out and then cases don't get the coverage they deserve well we covered a case just a couple weeks ago here in the garage that was 20 years old it was it was at the 20 year marker for a missing loved one and right. oddly enough the person of interest in that case moved to louisiana as well i love the state of louisiana i i love new orleans uh, but it seems like lately from the garage, we got a lot of persons of interest fleeting, fleeing to that state. And But I bring that up only because to, to compare this five-year-old case with the 20-year-old case, remember in that one, the family, after getting no answers and, and not being able to give a proper burial to their daughter, are so broken and beaten down after 20 years. Remember the father said like, I don't even blame the guy anymore. I don't even really care. I don't even know if he should go to prison anymore. Maybe it was just an accident. I just want to know what happened and where my daughter is. Right. So that's what the time will do to these people, to these victims. Yeah. They, they start grabbing at straws, willing to settle just so they can bury their loved one. So I'm hoping here, Captain, and we're not the first ones to bring this up, but there's some startling parallels to another case. And I'm hoping that this case and where this case is today may offer some form of hope to Kira's family and that maybe that that justice is on its way. So this case is Akia Eagleston. So in May of 2017, Akia, she's eight months pregnant at this time. She failed to show up for her own baby shower. She's 22 years old at the time, attractive, vivacious, young black woman with everything going for her, just like who we've been talking about for the past two days, Kiara. She already had a little girl who she adored. Her Facebook post in communications with family members ended abruptly on May 3rd. Some of the information says literally in the middle of a conversation with a friend just stops dead air. It took a few days before the family reported her missing, just like in Kiara's case. And in fact, in a lot of missing persons cases, especially when the missing person is an adult, but Akia was pregnant with her boyfriend's baby. Uh, his name is Michael Robertson. He was the last person to see her alive again startling parallels to Kiera's case. This from CBS News. Akia was last seen withdrawing money from a BB&T bank in downtown Baltimore to put a down payment on a new home she planned to share with her boyfriend, Michael Robertson. She was last seen taking cash out of an ATM, just like Kiera. And then this. Robertson's cousin also told the court that Eagleston had confided in her about physical attacks by Robertson's other baby mother. Her name is Hannah Pomeroy. Just two weeks before she disappeared. I guess there was some kind of altercation that was known about. 
Robertson and, and this other woman, they move out of state as well. They go to Michigan just within a couple of months of Akia disappearing. Akia's family took it upon themselves to keep her case in the media, just like Karen is doing and, and the family's doing. And keep the case in the media in the spotlight and also conducted their own search throughout Baltimore, looking in abandoned buildings, behind structures and wooded areas, just like what we know Kiara's dad did right, and continues to do. Akia's body was never found. Neither was her baby. The baby's father, Michael Robertson, did some suspicious things that drew the the old cold eye drew the old uh, eye of suspicion yeah old red flag from the family and got the attention of baltimore police so he searched on his computer or phone for dumpster and trash collection schedules and landfill locations in the city dozens of times oh god so either he's really concerned about trash or he's looking to conceal something well he was trash so he lied about needing money for their apartment. There turns out there was no apartment. No preparations had been made to buy or rent a, a home or right. an apartment for them. This was just something that he was leading this young woman on. Evidence on his cell phone tracked his movements to Akia's apartment on May 3rd. So this proved inconsistencies in his statements with police. He was interviewed three times by police and in his statements, they evolved according to police. Then he admitted that he did see her and then argued because it said that they argued because she wanted him to choose between her and the other woman. Well, police were unable, unfortunately to find a Kia, but they believe that Robertson killed her in her home and put her in a dumpster. According to the Baltimore sun, using information from Robertson's phone, they traced the trash route from the dumpsters outside of the apartment to a Northern Virginia landfill. Engineers narrowed in on 20 acres of landfill that were filled with 500,000 tons of compacted municipal waste filled 40 feet deep within the three-month window around her disappearance. But they weren't able to dig. There's some kind of safety regulations that prohibit excavating more than four feet down of landfill in this area. It took four and a half years, Captain, but Baltimore police and the FBI put together a circumstantial no-body case against Robertson. He was arrested and charged with two counts of murder in February of 2022. In July of 2023, a Baltimore jury found Robertson guilty of two counts of first-degree premeditated murder. And the jury deliberated for just two hours, so he was found guilty. Robertson appears to be even more of a captain term piece of shit than Josh. He's a piece of shit. Or maybe just not as smart because he didn't get away with it. And Josh is down in Louisiana. Might even be having a good time for all we know. Uh, he's, He's looking over his shoulder. It seems that if Josh had any kind of cell phone or GPS or video trail that he might have been arrested by now, but that's what I'm hoping anyway. Right. If not, those are avenues that need to be pursued. And this case should not be suspended if you have avenues to pursue, which I, I think they do. I think there's some meat on the bone here. And I just don't like the, the, the status of suspended on this case. No. And you wonder if that's like, is that a decoy to maybe have people relax a little bit and and we can gather information and put together a better case? I would hope that's the case, but who knows? But see, what I want to know is, did they collect DNA evidence from the car and are they able to connect that to Josh's other girlfriend? And... I think the police at some point, correct me if I'm wrong, but they made a, a statement to the fact of, oh, well, we have, we had a suspect, but we don't believe that he had any uh, motive for murder. Well, when you're dating two people and they're both pregnant, there could be a motive for murder. Yeah, and I want to speak to Kiara for a minute. Not Kiara, our missing person. To Kiara, the other woman who... It's believed is living down in Louisiana with Josh and their kids, which might've been involved in this murder and 
cover-up. Correct, but also may not have been involved at all. If you know some information about this and now this dude's out running around on you again, go get that $63,000 and and give the police the evidence that they need to recover this young woman's remains and build a case against Josh. Yeah. And this is why Kiara's mother, Karen, is so correct. You need to shine light and bring attention to these cases. It puts pressure on law enforcement to do their job, but it also puts pressure on eyewitnesses to come forward. It puts pressure on Josh. It puts pressure on Josh's current girlfriend to come forward with information. The more people are talking about it, the more people start realizing this ain't going to go away. And so you share these cases on social media. You tell your friends and family about these cases. And could you imagine if you're you're Josh and you're sitting and you moved away to try to get away from all this and it starts becoming more national news? Then you have an individual that's getting scared. He's looking over his shoulder. He starts wondering about all the mistakes he made. And something, some somewhere out there, something's going to catch up to him. And like you said, I mean, it could be his girlfriend sitting around going, well, this guy, I'm still not enough in his eyes. I've had three children by this guy, and I'm still not enough because he keeps running around on me. And maybe you were involved in the murder. Maybe you were involved in the cover-up. But police, I'm sure, would still be willing to make a deal with you. And then he could get his. And and make no mistake about it. This guy's a piece of shit. He dated her for six years, and he didn't search for her. He didn't put up flyers. He didn't knock on doors. He lied to the family. He lied to law enforcement. He changed his story. He basically said, hey, I, I didn't see her on the second. And then we have video footage. And guess who's in that video footage? Everybody believes it's him, Josh Simmons. And then on top of that, you have your pregnant girlfriend, then go withdraw money. $400, what do you need that $400 for? This person is not answering questions. Lawyered up, moves out of state, doesn't know anything. I mean, he's a real piece of shit. We will certainly have images, photos of Kiera on our website and on social. But a great resource in this case for everybody out there in listener land is missingpersonscenter.org. So if you search Kiera Coles on that website, you're going to see a bunch of different photographs of Kiera. You're also going to get some of the news updates that they had throughout the years. But more importantly, you're going to get links to the videos that, that came out, right? The ATM video. You're going to get links to the other videos and to links to seeing her mother, Karen, speaking so passionately about her daughter and trying to find her daughter. Uh, the website, according to the website, if you have any information, you are encouraged to contact the Chicago Police Department or this is a unique scenario here, Captain. We don't get this every week. But one outfit that you can get in touch with in this case would be the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Right. And you can, from my understanding, is that this is, um, they they investigate all kinds of stuff, all kinds of different crimes, uh, all kinds of different missing person stuff. So if it were me here and I had information, I would reach out to the U S postal inspection service. Their number is eight, seven, seven, eight, seven, six, two, four, five, five, eight, seven, seven, eight, seven, six, two, four, five, five. The HBO, I'm sorry, uh, max or whatever we're going to call it these days. I, I feel like, I feel like it's HBO max. Call it HBO okay. man, because Well, it was HBO Max for a while. Now it's just Max. So there was an HBO documentary series called Black and Missing. It did feature a Kia's case that we talked about. Now, like Kiara's, it was noted that her case got a lot less attention than similar cases involving white women. Robertson's guilty verdict may provide a glimmer of hope for Kiara's family. 
that they may yet see justice for her at some point. We can only hope that Chicago prosecutors and investigators are doggedly working to put together their case against Josh Simmons, and he gets what's coming to him. But given that the investigation was suspended for a time, may still be suspended, and Chicago PD's less than lustrous record of solving cases where the victim is a missing black female, unfortunately, we're just not that optimistic. Well, thank you so much for joining us here in the garage. If you'd like to support the show, tell a friend or share a case on social media. Colonel, do we have any recommended reading for the beautiful, beautiful listeners? This week, Captain, we have a combo platter. We have a little recommended listening and a little recommended reading. I love when good people team up for the greater good. And so these are two things that we've recommended in the past. One is the Missing Persons podcast. We have Mike Morford over there and Jessica Betancourt, who have been great friends of our show for many years. They run the Missing Persons podcast and do a fantastic job. And I just noticed that last week their guest was Bill Gilmore. He is Jennifer Kessie's uncle who wrote the book Aftermath that we have recommended in the past. So check out our good friends over at the Missing Persons podcast and make sure you check out Bill Gilmore's book about his missing niece, Jennifer Kessie. That's a very solvable case. We just need to put more people and more efforts in that regard. You can find those two great recommendations and many more on our website's recommended page, truecrimegarage.com. And while you're there, sign up for the mailing list. Till next week, be good, be kind, and don't litter. you can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.